And we are live. What's going on, everybody? We already got mm. uh, we already got some people in the chat talking shit to you, JJ. Talking shit. Our boy, our Who boy, out there our boy Ruben saying, "I hear JJ is going to be on Dance Moms later this month." Yeah, nah, nah. All them hot mommies out here is hot mom check-in time. My my boy, you know. What I'm saying? I don't know. I think people. he's. I think he's still making a racist joke about black people dancing. Well, I mean, you know, if I if I was imbibing this month, Ruben, I would, uh, you know, philosophize and wax and wane on some shit for you. But, you know, we're we're teetotaling, so that's how it is. Whilst drinking tea, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I got only the finest of the uh, of the lavender teas oh, going lavender. tonight. You know, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, not a big tea guy. My dad, being English, was a big uh, Earl Grey fan. Mmm, Earl Grey. I well, this late in the day, you can't have the caffeinated stuff, right? It keep me up all damn night. Does it? See, I can have like I actually had uh, like an espresso about an hour ago because if you can't tell, I sound even more irritating than normal. Got a uh, my biannual <laughs> sinus infection hit me this morning, so I'm like a uh, I'm on a combination of like sinus medication, like heavy decongestants, a little bit Bro, of coffee, you, and then booze. So we'll see how this you ends. You gotta, you gotta hit that Afrin, man. The Afrin, because I'm oh, yeah. like kind of the same way. It just the wave went over me this morning because all the uh, the the mouth breathers they you know they bring home all the stuff from school and whatever, and that Afrin, man. Like you get a couple of shots. <laughs> oh yeah. Makes you makes you feel like you're partying at the same time too, so it's kind of you know it's kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I took some uh, about four thirty. I took some uh, day, pretty strong daytime decongestants, and then I've been washing it down with uh, solid shots of whiskey to try to get the uh, the throat cleared out. And uh, well, I'm in, I'm in a yeah, weird headspace right now. Talking about a little a little whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nooner Nation. You already know what it is. It's a podcast for Nooners by Nooners. And we are joined today by a familiar face. We got uh, everybody's, uh, every Nooners, hey, I have a black friend defense, J.J. Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also known as oh, High you. and Angry. Also known as the thank Bum King. You. No more. Yes, no. What's going on, people? Yeah, what's going on, man? So uh, you're talking about you're on the wagon currently? Yeah, man. You know, it was like a uh, well, everybody in my house got sick over uh, the holidays, so it was me and the the three year old there for a while. So I was like, okay, well, might as well uh, get it together here, especially with all the stuff I got coming up, and just figured, you know, just take a little break, kind of reset. Some of my taste buds outside of, uh, you know, the dipping of the Copenhagen and, uh, you know, get a real feel for uh, for tasting some good spirits Yeah. You know, next month. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll get into that here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, what else has been going on besides, you know, the big news coming up? But oh, man. Family stuff? Just, work around you know, the house? Yeah, a lot of work around the house, man. You know, this we, we have an older home, so like I, I've said before, we, I mean, it, it's like it never stops, just like most folks, but but two, I mean, like, I haven't been doing my podcast just because, well, number one, I've been busy, and 
number two, like, I mean, I guess I'll start up again probably once once most of this uh, this upcoming stuff kind of airs. And I want to kind of reformat things, man, and start doing some more uh, some more like pre-recorded content, get, getting out there, like yeah. maybe just some distilleries and other things, uh, kind of change it up. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I want to do, I, I mean, it's all about finding time to do it, but I've got some ideas for like some funny pre-recorded scripted content I want to do. But uh, man, when you're working a, you know, 50-hour full-time job and then come home to two fucking kids, it seems like trying to find 15 minutes to do anything for yourself is impossible. I mean, like, yeah. No, I mean, that and, I mean... You know, if you've got any kind of side hustle, like yep. I know you got the the screen printing yep. gig and like all that, like so you're trying to find time to like juggle all of that, you know, plus family, plus your real job. You know, <laughs> I mean, I hate calling it that because it's like it's yeah. not like I hate my real job, but right, like, yeah. it's like oh man, like I gotta, you know. You got to pick and choose your battles and, you know, really focus down on certain things. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. But, yeah, I mean, that's the same way. Like, well, also, like, my full-time job is very um, busy. I get, like, the way, like, kind of how, what I do and function. Like, I'll be really busy for a couple hours and then I have to kind of sit around and wait for results because I do, like, simulation stuff. So, like, when I'm sitting around waiting, it's like, man, I could be, like, at home, like, making content or doing other stuff. But I'm stuck in this <laughs> fucking office. I'm also in there with a bunch of – I'm also, like, in Iowa. So, like, everybody I work with, all they fucking talk about is, like, college sports, and it drives me up the fucking walls. Isn't – I think we talked about this before, but isn't – the last time I was in Iowa and Nebraska, Keno. Everybody goes out and does Keno, don't they? Oh, the uh, maybe maybe back in the day. But now Iowa, they, uh, I guess, I mean, it's been a while now, I suppose, but they've legalized, like, casinos. So there's just fucking casinos uh, everywhere. Because, dude, I, I remember, because I used to have it as a part of my sales territory, and every time I would go to Des Moines or, like, anywhere, because I would usually fly into Des Moines and then, my uh, manufacturer's representatives on the ground there would like take me out and it was Keno. Like we'd go to these little shitty ass like steakhouses and like uh, in air quotes steakhouses yeah, yeah, yeah. where it'd be like fucking people could still smoke inside and play Keno. Yeah. Eating, I can see like, that. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska's probably still got a lot of Keno. And I bet you like, uh, I don't know if Holly's in the live chat, but I bet it's probably a big like bar game in uh, Minnesota or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, you, we, you know, when, when the wind's blowing and it's cold outside, I guess it's kind of like a, a respite from your life after you get off of your uh, whatever kind of job yeah. that, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. after you get done driving the combine for uh, 16 hours, you know, you got to go out there and play some Keno, bro. Hey, Got a high hand on keto tonight, bro. Yeah, I guess it's better than scratch offs. <laughs> it's like bingo, bro. Like it's it's literally bingo. Oh yeah, like, essentially. Yeah, I've never played it. The only experience I have with fucking keno is uh, 
at the end of Vegas Vacation, they go play Keno. I don't know if you're familiar with that scene. The old guy yeah. dies and leaves him all the money. But, but yeah, man. So, uh, thanks for coming on, dude. I know you're busy with everything, like we talked about. But uh, oh shit, man! Wanted to get you on here because super exciting news. I've known about it for a little bit, just because me and you are pretty close and been kind of holding it in. And you alluded to it last time you were here, but. You are kind of uh, like Hollywood JJ now, right? You got. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, not not Hollywood. Uh, let, let's not get it twisted, because the last time I was on your podcast, I was uh, I was calling in from Newport, Tennessee. So like, it's not, which is like the meth capital of Tennessee. So not as glorious as you know cocaine in Hollywood, but. You know, I guess it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> it's a, like it's it's a sliding scale. You know, it fits in yeah. the same way Coke does in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of methamphetamine chic when I was down there. Yeah, so yeah. Meth meth chic's a big big thing. Um, you know, it just depends on you know what the teeth look like a lot of times. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of gums flapping. That's all I gotta say. Just yeah. a lot of gums flapping, man. Yeah, and the ones that have like obviously like fake denture teeth that are under the age of thirty five are the ones that made it. They got the money to get the nice teeth now. <laughs> I made it. Oh uh, shit! I made it. I made it. I got hey. The, the, it took the doctor twenty four hours of surgery to put these posts in. I made it, bro. Made it. So. They, yeah, they upgraded from math to just like, I don't even know what they would do in Tennessee now, but I don't know. I grew up so close well, to Tennessee that it was, uh, there's a <clears> lot of Tennessee jokes. Like, how do you know the toothbrush was invented in Tennessee? Anywhere else would be the teeth brush. <laughs> my buddy from, jo- my buddy I was in the army with, he's from Johnson City, and we used, he used to have like all the best, which is East Tennessee, right, n- yep. right near Newport, which yep. he used to have all the damn best. Tennessee jokes, mountain oh, jokes. I think it's uh, isn't it like, what what schools there? Um, uh, Eastern Tennessee yeah. State University. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> a really good friend of mine went there, and I drive up there occasionally and go uh, go party with him in Johnson yeah, City. Yeah, I think it is. Isn't it ETSU, Eastern it, Tennessee State University? It could be. It's uh, it's not the most impressive of college towns, but you can still get into some some trouble there. They had a. Uh, I'll tell you what. They do have a to to lead us in the right direction here. They do have a uh, burgeoning uh, distillers course that they offer there. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine where they're doing a lot of research on like, of course, because it's ETSU. They're doing a lot of research on like heritage grains and other things like kind of niche whiskey stuff. So, I mean, I guess that maybe that's a good thing that comes out of it. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So, like I said, we got some news here. Like, do you want to go ahead and let everybody know what what you got coming yeah. up here next week? Yeah, man. So uh, the last time I was on here, I was actually down in Tennessee, and uh, I had gotten uh, invited to come on and compete on uh, a, one of Discovery Channel's most popular shows right now, which is uh, Moonshiners Master Distiller. Um, I mean. The, the regular main Moonshiner show has been going on for, like, I think they're on their 12th season right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Master Distiller show is, like, I think they're, well, this is, like, technically the fifth season of that. So, I mean, like, talk about being invited, like, 
kind of being humbled to be invited to come down and kind of hawk my wares and, and, you know, kind of show off what I can do, you know, on a national platform or inter well, really international, uh, cause it's the damn discovery channel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it was awesome. Like, you know, I got to, got to go down and do a real legal run of liquor, you know, right. with the TV cameras. Yeah, so how did you, uh, so first off, I guess my question, because I'm not really from, I know uh, the, uh, sorry, the Moonshiners show a bit, and then, but the I've never actually seen the Master Distillers one yet, um, so it's like a competition, almost like a Top Chef kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, <clears throat> so I think it was like season nine of Moonshiners, they put an episode right smack dab in the middle of the season which was literally like episode one of Moonshiner Master Distiller. And they did it as like kind of like a test. Right, uh, yeah. And people, like, people fucking loved it. Because it was like, it was just regular ass dudes, you know, that they invited through like backwoods channels to come in and kind of show off what people have been doing for, you know, thousands of years. And it just really, like, it went over great. Uh, so they just kept doing it. And uh, with the Master Distiller, how it's set up now, they have, like, different competitions every year. Um, each episode has its different, uh, a different spirit that you're supposed to make. Or, you know, they say be an expert on. Sometimes you're not an expert, but that's just the episode that you got invited to be on. So you got to kind of fucking figure it out. Uh, which a couple of my buddies who <laughs> were on the show, they had to do this. They had to do that very thing. So uh, it's just nuts. I mean, put it in perspective, like this season, I think they had forty thousand applicants. Wow. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I applied. Like I didn't even like show a picture of my damn face like i just sent in like oh hey look i may hypothetically do this uh maybe i can come on and that was in at the end of january of 2022 and i didn't hear anything from them until august of 2022 right yeah <laughs> so like eight eight months of just being like oh yeah, it's like ah. I guess we'll see. How's it? Yeah, it's kind of like when you like apply for that dream job that you're not qualified for, but you just throw your name in there, and you just uh, you never I mean, hear back. You, know, you never hear back, and you just assume that like ah, I guess I didn't get that. You just gotta pad your resume a little bit, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of memes about that. It's like when you lie on your resume and you actually have no clue what you're doing. I think I think what it is too is like you know with this in particular like this community in particular the moonshine community like there's a whole like sub talk on TikTok it's called Shine Talk okay uh, where guys like are on there they're you know live streaming doing all kinds of cool shit showing new recipes showing off you know all kinds of stuff that everybody you know likes to do um, but with this community, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a secret society in a lot of ways. 
But I think what the great thing about this Master Distiller show is, is that, you know, you're taking a lot of people whom, you know, wouldn't normally put their business out there like that mm -hmm. and kind of giving them a platform to show like, hey, you know, this is just like making beer. This is just like making wine. There's recipes involved. Right. Uh, you know, there's inherent danger to everything. I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff while you're making beer, burn the shit out of yourself. You can do the same thing, you know, making liquor. Like it's, it's all, I think that's what I'm trying to get at is like, it kind of gave the distillers who are professional a place to go and yeah. kind of, you know, be seen. Right. Yeah. A bit of a platform for, uh, for those people because yeah, you've explained it before. I mean, in one of the very first episodes I did, I had you and uh, Eric Tanzi on. And you guys were talking mm -hmm. about how, like, in reality, the way that whoever, whether it's a government agency or lobbyists for large liquor companies, have kind of made it to where, whereas, like, beer, like, I know I could probably walk down my neighborhood and there's probably, like, <laughs> six six white dads brewing their own IPAs, you know? Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever met anybody that's made their own wine. Uh, but yeah, but like to to do your own liquor is like you can't do it, right? And even if you want to start a yeah. company, even if you want to start a company doing it, you technically can't even do it before you start the company. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Which is like, I mean, and I'll I'll get into this you know, even more too, where it's like, uh, you know, all of that, that whole craft or specialty craft brew scene, you know, stemmed out of the this, uh, home brewers and winemakers act of like 1978 that, that fucking peanut farmer, Jimmy Carter signed in. And it was basically yeah, that, you can make 200 gallons of beer and 200 gallons of wine per person over 21 in your household. Wow. Per year. What is so that, technically, what is that in barrels? You could like make four barrels. Uh, in barrels, I mean, depends on your barrel measurement. Like, uh, 53 gallons, I think, is it is mm -hmm. the accurate barrel measurement. So, I mean, yeah, like four or five barrels. Yeah. If you combine them together, shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a lot of beer. But, yeah, so... I mean, that's a lot of beer, a lot of wine. But don't you dare make your own rum, huh? Well, I mean, we could tiptoe down that rabbit hole uh, because currently and in, in the past, I hypothetically do all this shit anyways. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what you see on the show is uh, that's a lot of reading. That's a lot of practice, uh, you know, theoretical shit. And for, I guess, for the people who are making their own beer and wine at home, the argument against making your own liquor at home is... Uh, this scary thing about methanol, right? Okay. And go ahead. Oh no, no, I 
Good. So methanol. So, no, there's a scary thing that people talk about with methanol, right? Um, when you make beer and wine during the fermentation process, and it's a proven fact, you can you can read all of the all the shit. It's all over the internet. Uh, but homedistiller.org, great site uh, to kind of find out and parse out this information. But when you're making particularly beer at home and you're doing like an all grain mash, so that's a all grain, no sugar added, uh, no artificial uh, sugars added to the fermentation process. With an all grain mash, you're literally producing like almost no methanol at all during that fermentation. With fruit washes, which wine is considered, uh, you're producing some methanol, but you know that's mainly due to the addition of things like pectic enzyme, the shit you would use if you're canning your uh, your jam in your jelly. Oh, gotcha. Well, there's methanol in your jam and your jelly too. Just nobody talks about it because <laughs> the methanol is a byproduct of uh, those skins and tannins breaking down with those particular enzymes, and that's what creates that particular substance in a wash. So that being the big, you know, scary animal in the dark for everybody, well, when you distill, the difference is when you make methanol in beer and wine, you bottle it. Right. And then you drink it, right? Mm-hmm. With wine in particular, why do you think you get such a headache most of the time? Uh, more well, methanol and wine. Well, for me, it's because I probably beer. drink about like three bottles of it in, at once. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's more methanol in wine than there is in beer. Uh, there's more, uh, I guess, uh, there's more different types of ethanol compounds in wine than there is in beer. Well, when you distill... Uh, you can separate out all, if not, well, all is a strong word. You can separate out a lot of those different ethanol compounds into, if you have the right equipment, into different cuts coming off of the still. And you can literally, you're not going to get rid of all the methanol, but you can, uh, you, if you're making good cuts, you can get rid of most of it. So that, that's the, that's, that's the main danger that you always hear about. Like you're going to go blind. It's like, yeah. no, no. You, I think it was a whiskey tribe. They did like a whole ep, like 20 minute episode on it. And you'd literally need to drink like a 50 milliliter vial of pure methanol to like have the effect that the federal government says like two drops will give you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they also say like, jerking off will make you go blind like man i would be i'd be yeah i'd like my eyes it makes you grow hair on your palms bill nope my my palms are uh bare and kind of kind of dry right now but but yeah yeah like they say a lot of things still got my eyesight no hair on my palms you know I mean, not to get like too soapboxy, but like, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, all these people producing beer and wine, uh, they've had the luxury of being able to test those recipes in their garage, right. uh, figure out, you know, 
what their hop addition is going to be or figure out what their adjunct grain to their, you know, special craft beer recipe is going to be. And then, you know, really, because I just or am going through the TTB and COLA process for getting a, a legal label uh, figured out, like for beer and wine, like, like I, I hear all these people out there. It's like, oh, you got to pay so much money. You got to get the, to get the label approved. It's this, and it's a gajillion dollars, and da, 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 da. you're never going to be able to do it. Blah 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 blah. Well, that's on the state level in most states because they're run differently. Like the local liquor control boards are run differently. Yeah, you're going to run into problems with the state, but at the federal level, it's one thing, bro. Like. You figure that out. If you're a beer maker, wine maker, you figure out that federal level, the federal level shit. Like, dude, there's probably 10 preloaded states where you can fucking distribute in that would be happy to have you. Right. To be honest. Yeah. I got some notes here. I uh, left my other laptop at work, so I got to use my phone. But yeah, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you applied to be on the show. Like, what made you want to apply? Did somebody, like, tell you about it? Or you just knew of the show and wanted to get on it? And then once you once you applied and got that phone call, like, what was the process like after that? <clears throat> so, uh, so the reason why I applied to be on the show was just because I saw it as that that one opportunity to go and like test out all my theories and do a legal run of liquor. Like I, I was like, you know what? If I can't do it at home, I, I got to find out somewhere to do it. Right. Right. Um, so that was like uh, the main impetus, you know, for me. And plus to give you like the validation, like, oh shit, uh, you could actually make something good. Right. Like great job. Um, so I applied and it was like eight months, like I said, before I got a, a even a fucking email back. And it was it was an email. I got an email back from the production company that that produces the show. Um, they were like, "Hey, we'd like to get to know more about you. Can we do a, a phone interview?" And I was like, "Okay." So you know, I mean, I'm a fucking salesperson, so I got on the phone, started, you know. Doing me, <laughs> right? And uh, you know the the lady kind of was like, oh, "Okay, well, we'll call you in a couple of days, or send you an email in a couple of days, let you know if uh, we want you to take the next step." It was like two weeks later, <laughs> so I'm like sitting like, "Oh, well, that was fun." Uh, two weeks later, they email me and they were like, "Hey, we'd like to do a Zoom." face-to-face -face interview with you. I was like, okay. So we did the Zoom face-to-face. -face. After we did the face-to-face -face one, it was like full send. Like, it was like it was fucking go time. Uh, the next day, they wanted me to do a recorded face-to-face -face interview. And then I think it was two days after that, it was uh, talk to so-and-so. And then uh, once they... Once they said, hey, we need to get a background check on you uh, for you to be on the show, I was like, well, am I going to be on it? You <laughs> went, oh, like, shit. Well, we can't tell. 
<laughs> we can't tell you. So, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so submit the background check. It was like a week and a half later. Uh, so middle of, what, fucking middle of September by that point. And they go, hey, uh, can you be down here in Tennessee in three weeks uh, ready to compete on the show? And I was like, uh, that's pretty, that's cutting it pretty fucking tight. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> if you could swing it anyway, you know, you got to try, right? Yeah, shoot your shot, man. Yeah. Like that's, that was like my whole mindset going into it was like, okay, now you got to shoot your shot, bro. Cause I mean, you know, this is a long shot to fucking begin with. So you got to shoot your shot. Um, so I mean, they were like, Hey, they were, I was like, well, what am I going to be making? Cause I, you know, having watched the show, I was like, Oh, well, there must be some kind of specialty spirit for the episode that I probably am not familiar with. Like, I think they did like a fucking, uh, pastis on the one fucking show, which is like a, a absinthe variant. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> if you would have been like, yeah, hey, let's make pastis. I'd have been like, fuck bro. I'm shit out of luck. Yeah, and then you end up like accidentally making like LSD or something, and just getting everybody, <laughs> getting everybody fucked up. Hey, you you can you can make some pretty fun stuff out of alcohol concentrate too. I mean, you know, as long as if you're macerating the right stuff, I guess that's how they make uh, uh, cannabis concentrate, like glass and shit. Yeah, they use like a Soxlin extractor with like uh, which is like a basically a giant maceration tube under pressure and high alcohol concentrate well but, a maceration yeah, tube so, is like a flash or flashlight right yeah yeah exactly yeah, you, yeah. You, you take it and it, it goes through yeah. and then ultimately what you end up with is uh is is a maceration yes gotcha just wanted to clear that up for the audience <laughs> yeah 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 for sure for sure for sure so anyways they call you you got yeah. three weeks to figure out how to get the fuck down to newport right and then uh did they tell you yeah, what you were so, going to make? So it was a week before I went down there. Uh, I was asking, I was emailing, whatever. I was like, what am I going to make? What am I making? What am I making? And they didn't respond, didn't respond. And then finally they were like, hey, uh, this is the, we're doing the, we got picked to be on the Armed Forces Showdown. So me and two other guys that were in the military and we get to make whatever our specialty spirit is. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, some of my specialty spirits, you know, they just, some of the stuff takes a long time <clears throat> to make and mature. Right. So then you start thinking about what you can do to bring like the flavors that you like uh, in a shorter amount of time. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just had to go with my gut on it and, uh, you know, prepped up a, a small grain bill and just, uh, they were like, Oh, you're going to be flying down. I was like, I'll, I'll just drive. Cause I mean, like, mind you, like, I'm at work and, like, working all week with the kids. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, like, I don't have time to even really prepare for this. Right. So, like, that drive down was, like, 
clear my head, man. Like, you know, air out all of my little grievances or whatever and, and kind of clear my shit up so I can actually, you know, try and make something that tastes good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Get your, get your mind right. Get into the game, so to speak. For real. For real. Well, I'm sure you're probably. But, it's got to be even that drive though when you're clearing your mind. You still got to be like excited, nervous. You know, a little. I didn't, like, know, what, I didn't know what to expect, Bill. <laughs> like I, you know, I've been on stage before. Like, you know, and that's that is what it is. That's a whole singular thing to unto itself. Like. I've been on TV before, like with my dad at those barbecue competitions, but like, that's like the local news. It's not the fucking Discovery Channel. Like I've been near people like Bobby Flay and shit that are like from the Food Network and whatever, but like, it was never like my show or a show that I was like, it's like, oh, there's, you know, High and Angry, there's J.J. Jackson, like. Right. So it was, it, it was definitely, you know, you just got to figure out you know, where you're comfortable at, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even like you said, I mean, even being on a theatrical stage, the level of production for that is probably dwarfed by the level of production for a full-blown cable TV show, right? Uh, I mean, night and day, dude, like... Like, I've been in big theater productions, like, and, you know, where you're, like, mic'd up and the, you know, the the theater's big and et cetera, et cetera. Or, like, you know, the set costs, you know, $100,000, whatever, and mm-hmm. the lighting costs $200,000. Like, I've been in a part of those kind of productions, but, like, when I got down there, dude, like, it was, like, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I mean, <laughs> right. You know, like I think, I think at one point in one singular room, there was like 13 cameras. Yeah. Like all going at once. Like, and you're trying to do your thing. And it's like, and I mean, I, I, I'll talk a little bit about it, but like you're trying to do your thing and you like, you look up or over and the boom camera is like five inches from your face. Right, yeah. Like, I turned around one time. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> yeah, and the producer's like, "God damn it! We now got to go back. Cut yeah, that. Like, cut. cut that." <laughs> but I can see so it, man. Like, you know, kind of look like a deer. I'm sure. I, and we'll see. I, I mean, I don't know. That's the other thing. Is like you don't know what they're gonna. How to edit a, it? Yeah. You know, with commercials, it's a forty-eight minute show. Right like without commercials. So, and we filmed for, I mean, the better part of four full days. Right. <laughs> so like 40, four full days compressed into 48 minutes. Like you don't know what they're going to pick. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, I met a girl that was on road rules or not road rules. What's the other one? Real world. Uh, real world. She did real world one time and I asked her like is it really that crazy and she said like I mean like crazy shit happens but there'd be you're being filmed 24 7 for like two weeks 
like they just cut stuff to make it seem crazier. Like people get in fights all the time. Cause she also said like you have producers like off camera. I mean, just like, she's like everywhere I'd walk. Somebody's like, do you want something to drink? Do you want to drink? Like there's like a, essentially like bartenders <laughs> as producers, <laughs> like just walking around. Like, do you want to get like, like their goal is to just keep you drunk the whole time and see what kind of dumb shit you're going to do. And then they just edit it to make it the craziest one possible. Well, I think like, you know, like I had never experienced like, uh, or in this way, like, uh, uh, you know how they do like, uh, the, like the confessional yeah, yeah. room, right. Where it's like, what, what a lot of people don't realize is like a lot of that stuff, like all of it is like, it's shot out of sync. Like, right. You know, so you're just trying to like somebody standing there like, hey, uh, tell me about what you were doing in this moment. And you're like, I don't even I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And then they're like, oh, no, this was what was going on. And you're like, was it like? <laughs> yeah, I guess see that. I mean, was it was there ever a part of you that just wanted to like just start making up crazy shit to say on camera just to see what they'd let you get away with? Oh, dude, I I mean. There was a part of me, there was a part of me that was like really, I wanted to like be as, not as magnanimous as possible, but like as much my self, I guess in like a fucking family fam- friendly way. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just cause like, well, when you're like, we, we've talked about this where you like, Doug, like, how do you maximize your opportunity with something? Right. Like, really maximize it. Like, you know, you can go for gold anytime you want, bro. Like, (laughs) right. Like, and yes, a lot of things did cross my mind, uh, namely because it was like, you know, it's the Armed Forces Showdown. Like, oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. I can only, like, I'm sure. Was there ever a time where you used a uh, word on set like "hey," like "cool it"? Uh, I mean, the amount of times. Well, I think the one I think, and it won't make it to the show. Honestly, like I think the one time I saw the one dude, he had his hands in his pockets. I was like, "Hey, you better get your goddamn dick beaters out of your pockets!" And like people looked at me, and I was like, "Okay." There's the line in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep, there it is. There it is. It's right there. It's right there. I mean, abort, it is. Abort. I understand it is on cable, and they do want some drama, and they can bleep things out. And they probably, from what I've been told too, like some shows, like they'll bleep random words out just for effect. It won't even be a swear word. They'll just bleep it out because it has an effect to that. But I'm sure they still like. There's probably some sort of like and you can explain this if there was, my assumption is there was probably some sort of like onboarding or orientation or anything. And they just said like, Hey, like this is a, a, a cable TV show. You can get away with some things, but like, here's a list of things we would prefer you not to do in front of the camera. Or were they Bro, just I think, like, go know, to be honest, to, to be honest, uh, to be honest, I think that was all in the paperwork that we signed that nobody fucking read. 
<laughs> no. Why just because they gave it to us? They gave it to us like when we got there for like uh, I don't know whatever release agreements whatever like, but like I, I don't. I think it was like really. It's just like big boy rules, like up to your discretion. Like, do you want? Because they can also do the same thing where it's like, oh, well, you're going to be the asshole. Like, yeah. I was just thinking you know, that. Like, if you're walking around, it's like if they're bleeping every other word out of your mouth or being real crazy. Well, like, don't I mean, edit it to where you're kind of the heel, that, right? Just, yeah, not only that, but they just won't show you. Like, right. yeah. they'll give you, like, your two-minute little clip, whatever. Like, I don't know. That's how I would, That's how I looked at it. I was like, you know... How do you be as authentically yourself, but, you know, you know, even being authentically yourself, you don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. And you're not like, you're not an asshole. Like, oh, thank yeah. you, Bill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so it's a competition. What, like, what does the winner get? It's, is it three, so, three people competing? Uh, uh, so in this competition, yeah. So they just wrapped up. Uh, congratulations, Kelly to Neil, by the way, and Michaela Stinson. Uh, they they were the two women that made it through. Uh, they had a three episode challenge, um, and it, it was a six person competition. Uh, Kelly and Michaela made it to the end, and Kelly ended up winning the last night. So congratulations to her. Um, but they changed it up. So this ours was a three-person competition. Uh and it had uh two elimination rounds. Okay. So gotcha. Gotcha. And single episode, right? Where you said the other one was like a three part thing. Just yeah, like a yeah. single single yeah, veteran single. thing. And most of the people on that on that six person I think all the people on that six person episode uh had been on the show before so it was kind of like oh yeah like a champion like, they do like re- like redemption episodes like oh, yeah. oh come back and try again or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool i mean like you never know you know if you get called back to you know do any kind of thing on there but uh you know including the winners like you never know right. um but if you do win you know they they promise you a run of your uh your specialty liquor at a major distillery so okay and do they so i guess you, we, we talked about how it's almost impossible for somebody to legally be a hobby distiller right like you you yeah. can't you can't be one right you have to be a you have to be a legally formed distillery so how like on the set, like how do they get away with it? Do they, are they actually like um, a distillery that has so, a production unit and you're like on staff for that production unit? Uh, basically. Yeah. Um, long, the, the long and short of it is yeah. Uh, so the set is on a legal distillery's property. Um, it's changed places a few times i guess over the years right uh but where we were at it was uh it was on illegal distilleries property uh and you know that 
that was the whole big thing um, when Ross and them had the the Sugarlands distilling uh, jars on the show. Right, right. I was like, uh, I was trying to figure out because Sugarlands is the company that I guess has a big part in the Master Distiller mm-hmm. uh, series. So, gotcha. Yeah, I, I think it's actually their distillery property. So, yeah, yeah. I was kind of wondering when brought it up. I was like, well, how do they do it for production? Then I started thinking, I was like, it's probably for legal reasons. Like, it's not the company, the main company is probably not a production company. It's a distillery yeah. that does production, right? So, yeah. Sense. And too, I mean, like, you know, when you're doing, when you're doing everything on the show, you have to do it within the legal bounds of, you know, how the TTB looks at stuff. Like you got to, you know, write out your match bill. You have to have, you know, all, all the particulars lined up for actually distilling uh, right. a legal spirit. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you obviously can't tell us who won. Right. <laughs> um, you wish. <laughs> I wish. But so when, when does this air? I don't think we've even said that yet. When is the episode? Uh, so, so the episode is going to air next Wednesday uh, on January 25th on the Discovery Channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, I don't know for the West Coast folks because yeah, Discovery so, airs. Yeah, airs sometimes West shit. Coast they'll hold it and just rerun it West Coast time. And I, yeah, they, I think they're gonna. I think that's what they do actually is they hold it and they'll re they'll rerun it at nine o'clock West Coast, West Coast time. time. Uh, but I, I think it should probably be still eight Central and nine Eastern from what I was looking at on the TV guide. So yeah, I checked it today because um, it came up in uh, one of the live chats earlier today, I think. And uh, for me, it's it comes on at eight central so um yeah yeah like we're i'm excited i've been excited man like so like ever (laughs) since you told me about this dude like not only me but the few of us that know about it have been like like your hype your hype monsters in the background like dude (laughs) like and i can say it like for me and i think probably anybody listening that's just now finding out about this like that knows you like it's so awesome it's so you right like (laughs) then <laughs> um, yeah dude like every, like i'm proud of you for this like i'm so excited to see what happens in the show i'm gonna try to i'm looking into how i could do like a, a watch along and what's so probably th- what's there's probably, a guy there's a guy who live streams he live streams all of them on tiktok okay uh yeah i'm just trying to think of that's a, i don't know if i can i can do it i'll probably just do like a just a huge zoom uh, and if I do do it, I'll do it just on this channel and give whoever wants it the Zoom link, and we'll just watch it um, and get the live yeah. reaction for you know when you obviously win this thing. So <laughs> I just can't like I just I, I have to figure out how I could do it without having it on the TV or hearing it or anything like I, that. Having it get dinged. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> which I mean, if it gets like dinged, how... like what the fuck ever, but. I mean, you could do it like how they like guys be watching football games. Right. Just, yeah, that's probably how know, it's gonna be. It, I just got from a production you know, side of it. If I'm hosting it, I got to figure out how to get everything 
working or if you just or if you just put you know uh a glass frame around the picture in your background yeah it would just reflect perfectly off of that glass frame you'd be like i didn't know yeah no what i'll do is uh i'll get like two blow-up dolls and there's like pots and pans (laughs) and i'll just i'll walk around recreating the episode as it's going on It's like like yeah, a That's bunch of upside down hilarious. pots and like a black blow up doll. Like oh shit! Like w- w- <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing is people were like, people saw me on the uh, that Drinking Bros episode down there uh, in Tennessee. They're like, what is this motherfucker doing in Tennessee? I thought he's <laughs> a Pittsburgh guy. Like yeah, they didn't, I mean, I, I guess nobody knew so. Yeah. yeah what did you just say? Like, oh, I'm just, been, I'm just here hanging out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I told them. I told. I think I told Ross. I was like, I told Ross and them like off camera. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm down here doing this thing. But, uh, but I think on camera, I was like, oh, I signed some NDAs. Yeah. Can't talk about it. So, can't, can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. It's government secret. Just like my yellow cake. <laughs> I got all kinds of yellow cake. See, yeah, that's what. <laughs> Don't drop it. Yeah, it should have been like the confessionals. You're like uh, Tron in the mad real world. Oh, look at how Tron is living for the city. <laughs> give me a banana cognac, bitch. Give me a, give me a banana cognac, bitch. So. I just love the part where he's like, where he's like, and then Chad's dad looked over and he's like, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite sketches ever. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised when you. I'm surprised uh, when you went to that Tennessee game, people weren't just more like. Oh my lucky stars! <laughs> <laughs> well, I made a I made a fucking comment about it, so I was like, bro, I'm not. I was like, bro. So the dude that's on the episode with me was down there with me, and uh, you, you, you know, he's a big like. Let's put it this way. He's pretty much Portuguese. Uh, so he's got dark skin like me. So we were standing there, and he's like 6'4". So we were standing there, and he's got a big beard and, like, bushy hair. We were standing there. We were, like, looking around. And I was like, I was like, we got to take a – I'll send you the video that we took. It was like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Knoxville's- Everybody at that tip. Knoxville's not the most colorful place. Everybody at that tailgate had their belly kind of spilling over the pants, and you know, and there was a lot of uh, uh, just like in the South, there was a lot of khaki shorts with uh, tucked in polos. So, oh yeah, made me kind of nervous. Yeah, a UT. I'm surprised. That's more of a Clemson look. But uh, Krogies. Did they have the? did, Did they have the Krogies on the sunglasses? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot there's a lot of that. Yeah, wearing a lot of uh he, why, a lot of hey dudes, hey dude shoes. Well that's why I wore my uh although I do not wear them on the on the episode, I, I did wear my overalls uh to that event just just in case. Yeah, yeah. Try to ease the tension. Ease the tension a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta get your hillbilly in where you can, right? Yep, yeah. Well, I don't know. That might be a, a racial or a racial appropriation. You know, black guy wearing overalls. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, you're, you're a hillbilly, aren't you, Bill? Um, I have tendencies. I mean, I grew up in the South. I grew up, I mean, we talked about it. I grew up near Asheville, which was, what, an hour away from where you were at. And, uh, but I guess the difference is, is my mom is from Indianapolis and my dad is from London. So yeah, some Southern things didn't catch on. Like I didn't have biscuits and gravy until I was like a junior in high school. And then I was pissed yeah, that I'd missed years. it for all that long. I thought it was like biscuits with like brown <laughs> gravy. No, I was like, that sounds fucking years. awful. You know, and then finally, like, I spent the night at somebody's house in high school. And like, oh, my mom's making biscuits and gravy. And I was like, great. Like, I can't be rude and not eat it. And I was like, wait, what is this? Like, this isn't gravy. Like, yeah, it's, the, it's like sausage gravy. That's like, the best meal. It's like, the best meal on 79, well, 77 South coming through West Virginia's Tudor's Biscuit World. Yeah. Now it's like my favorite thing in the world, biscuits and gravy. So Yeah, man. Yeah. Some people say no, I, I can't. Oh, good. This is what I wanted to ask you, and I, I'm I want to get and see. I mean, it might expand uh-huh. uh, the tetherball network's demographic as well. But I mean, like there is some raucous ass parties and festivals for fucking moonshine, bro. Like, oh, I bet raucous. Like. Uh, and they throw them, like, there's this one that happens in the Maggie Valley down there in North Carolina. Yep. It's called the fucking Hillbilly Jam. And they get, like, probably, like, 100, 100 some thousand people that come through yep. there. Yep, they've I'm familiar like, with it. I think, yep. like, they've got, like, four or 500 booths set up. Like, they've got, like, a Moonshiners Row set oh, up. Yeah. And, like, live music, all that, all, all the shit, like... We should do a, a a live stream from that fucking place at some point. <laughs> I wonder what when is it? I'll be in North Carolina this uh, summer. We can figure that out. This year long, but, it's yeah. July twenty first through the twenty second. Yeah, I'll, I'll be going. Twenty first through twenty third. Yeah, I'm going for the. I'm going for July fourth. But damn, yeah, we'll have to hit figure some of those things out. I do want to get out a little bit more this year and meet some more nooners and shit. But uh, but yeah, so. That airs on Wednesday night. I'll I'll let everybody know if I can figure out a, a live stream thing. Definitely go check it out. Um, also, I mean, is has this opened up other opportunities? I know, um, I know this is like uh, not so much like stage acting, which is what you've formerly done, and just in private conversations. I know it's something you still have a passion for, but there has to be a little bit of some of it had to kind of get your acting juices flowing a little bit because even though you're on camera like i'm on camera now and i yeah. you know you know how it is you perform a bit yeah. um, so like is is this are you hoping that this develops into something more like are you are you now like encouraged to go apply for more of these kind of things or get back into acting or maybe try to do some more tv stuff you know like i i have always i mean I'm a fucking, I'm a salesperson for a living too. So like I get a lot of that type of interaction, like on a daily basis. But like at the same time, like we always talked about, like, I think in the first episode that you did a new nation, where it was like me, you and Greg. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, talking about shit where it's like, you know, so you have a podcast now, like, what do you do with the opportunity? And like, that's how I've looked at this master distiller thing where it's like, okay, um, you know, network with all the other fucking moonshiners. Like that's like step number one, bro. Like, mm-hmm. cause you never know who they know. They know, they know, they know, et cetera. Down right, the line. Right, right. But number two, like, <coughs> yeah, I wouldn't be on TV. <laughs> right. We don't want to be on TV. Uh, but I think also it, it kind of, I do want to dust off those, you know, those chops and kind of, you know, put myself out there. Cause I think, you know, you see a lot of these guys, especially like, you know, a lot of the guys who are like veterans who like, you know, have a, you know, side role or a right. B role in whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. And you're like, you know what? As much as I see those guys and I like what they're doing, and this is not to say that I, I'm hating in any kind of way, but like, I actually have fucking formal training in this. Right. <laughs> so... Why couldn't I do it? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, man. And that's just, I mean, I'm. It, it, it's not a humble brag, but it's more just like, you know, take that opportunity, be confident. And like, that's what I'm trying to do with it, I guess, is just be confident with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure like, for one, like you said, just in that community, you probably met some people that really opens doors. And I mean, that's a huge, networking is a huge thing. Right, and it's really, uh, it's really, I guess, shocking. Or I don't know if that's the right word, but I just know, like, like I knew I wanted to do podcasting for a while, even though, like, this is small, and I'm fine with that. I just enjoy doing it. Um, like, simply just going to, like, the Drinking Bros studio the first time and hanging out. Like, all I want to do is hang out, but all of a sudden now, like, just being there created this huge fucking network of people doing the same thing. Right. And just having those uh-huh. phone numbers has been invaluable. Right. So I'm assuming like, I'm sure you have, you know, it's like, it's, it's run by the people that do moonshiners, right? Like, were they on set? Like, do you, did you meet them? Do you like even still have communications so, with those guys? Like, so yeah, like, I mean, I got, I, uh, so the three judges on the show are Tim Smith, uh, who was like, he was the original guy on the Moonshiner show. He, I, I don't know if anybody remembers him. The only way to remember him is he wears his overalls with no damn shirt on, uh, which is hilarious and you know, kind of you know, kind of his style, I guess. Uh, so there's Tim Smith, uh, Digger Manus, and Mark Wayne Ramsey. Uh, Digger and Mark are a Moonshiner team. Uh, you can catch them right before the Master Distiller episode airs on the actual Moonshiner show. <clears throat> and, I mean, yeah. So you walk in, and there's these guys that have been on TV for 11 seasons. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like on what? well, I guess, you know, it's Warner Brothers Discovery. So, right. like, the biggest fucking network around yeah and i almost imagine and i almost imagine like for those like those guys right starting the show moonshiners like just meeting them being a guy who like for you just seeing them there like oh they're like 
uh, like trailblazers, right? Like in the industry, mm-hmm. so to speak, would almost be like as a podcaster, like going and doing some event with Joe Rogan, right? It'd be like, holy oh, shit, like these, like dude, they're I the mean, people. You, you meet these dudes, and I mean, like when I tell you that this is like people think that it's bullshit or whatever, but like when I tell you that Moonshiners and Moonshiner Master Distiller are like top shows on the discovery channel like on the discovery network right yeah. like go look up i mean you can look up the nielsen ratings i think it's got i looked it up recently it's gone down a little bit since last year but like they year after year i mean they'll get like a couple million people watching each fucking episode like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean like i so said i, mean, I know like, of, i know of moonshiners very well and uh yeah, man, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I hope uh, <laughs> they're saying t- they're saying Tickle is my favorite. I got to meet Mr. Stephen Tickle after the show airs. We'll 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 uh, we'll wax him. We can we can wax and wane about some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I get the the watch along figured out, it'd be cool. Maybe if you yeah. could, you could be in that, and then afterward, after the show wraps up, you can kind of give us some more. Uh, insight that you can't talk about right now you know yeah man yeah we we'll figure we gotta figure it out uh and see you know see how the stars align here but like you know it's just been it's been a whirlwind uh you know when i when we were filming this and this is the last thing i'll say about it really is when we were filming this like i went down and filmed and i came back to fucking pittsburgh and then I had to go back down and film the rest of the fucking episode. So like, it's just been a, <laughs> it's been a whirlwind, man. Yeah, man. I know you've been really excited about it. Like I said, I and a few people have known for a while and, uh, it's been, what was, it was supposed to air. Wasn't it supposed to air on veterans day or something? And then they, it was supposed, it was supposed to, uh, but like, you know, you know how that shit goes. Yeah. I mean, like I, I just got another, like, you know, lift the veil on, on TV. Like I just yesterday got another email about signing a release form for something random. Like, oh yeah. And the show airs next week. So. Yeah. I'm sure they'll probably go back to some final editing and there was like somebody noticed like you can probably like read the brand on your watch or something and you had to like get it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, especially, I mean, that just shows how yeah. big the show is that they have to worry about all that, like everything that's put on air. Oh, you have dude, to worry I mean, about. Yeah, you got to put you got to put gaff tape over fucking like the le- the small little Levi thing on your goddamn pants. So yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah man. But yeah, dude. Like I said, like hap- so happy for you. Like this is an awesome opportunity. Um, I mean. Yeah, I don't even know how to gush any more about it, dude. There's... No, no, I, I, and to all the people in the chat too, like I, I'm looking at some of y'all's, y'all's kind words, man. Like it, it means a lot to me to be, be a part of this community and the Moonshine community. Like, you know, I feel like it's just you know all one and the same at this point. So, if you want to be a part of the Moonshine community, just uh, let me bring you into the fold. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So before we sign off of here. Um, let everybody know where they can find you because like when it airs, you know, I've, I've already reached out to, uh, you know, the people over at, at Tetherball 
to give you guys give you a shout out next week. Um, they're totally down. They just want to wait till closer to the time because they do it now, you yeah. know, a week out. Um, so that all you know, the drinking bros community can get behind you and uh, tag you in everything on social media, and maybe you know, <laughs> maybe JJ gets his own show. You know. Well, I mean, maybe we can. Uh, you know, if you hey, if you get me above a thousand subscribers on TikTok, I'll start going live on there. We can we can talk shit on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So where well, so then where can people find you? So you can find me uh, at High and Angry uh, across all platforms: uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. It's all at High and Angry. Um, I'm the only one out there. So. <laughs> well, awesome, man. But uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate you having me on, Bill. Oh, I appreciate having you. You know, I love talking to you, dude. Like, I know. I don't like talking to you too. If we if we each had more time, I would just like start another show where it's me and you just talking about dumb shit, like like Damn. how Flow Rider just tripled his uh, net worth, bro, bro. We we gotta we gotta start doing a, a music one because I was trying to get if if only uh, if only Giorgio had been in the damn studio, I know he's he knows all about finesse two times, yeah. like. That they should have played some of that today, you know. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm a huge Flow Rider fan, so congrats, Flow. And uh, don't think congrats, we're gonna. Flow. I'm guessing we're not gonna get a new album out of him anytime soon, even though he hasn't done much lately. Nah, nah, nah. That's generational wealth, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked great, by the way, in those all the courtroom yeah. stuff. Looked yeah, awesome. Man. Funny what money will do to you. Yeah. Still got the still got yeah. the like the super tight. He always had the super tight beard. He's just he's doing, and you see, he had his little Muslim uh, Muslim Brotherhood cats in the background, just like hanging out in their suits, just hanging. You know. Oh, I didn't see that. Hanging Is, back. Were they actually like Muslim, yeah. Muslim Brotherhood guys? Nah, I don't know, uh, but like if you're security. if you're in this day and age, if you got a bunch of black dudes in suits hanging out behind you, like we all know. Maybe, yeah. I don't think they make that. They don't advertise that anymore. Ice Cube might have been the last yeah, one. Yeah. It didn't work out real well for him. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, he doesn't talk about that much very, anymore. Nah, nah, nah. But, well, cool, man. <laughs> We're going to get off of here. And uh, yep. again, everybody, when is it? Wednesday at 9 Eastern, Wednesday, right? Wednesday, January 25th, 9 Eastern on the Discovery Channel. Come check it out. Yep, and if you're listening to this after the fact, go find it on demand or whatever and uh, watch it. Because uh, yep. here by this time next year, JJ is probably going to have his own show. People are going to be going back through YouTube trying to find everything he's ever been in. I'm telling you, it's going to be huge. We're going to do great things, and Daddy Dark Mag is coming to town, people. You heard the horns. So tremendous. Uh, those are called... Uh, <laughs> High uh, horns. Those are called rap horns. Ha-ha. <laughs> Make me horny. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Good night. All right. Love you too, homie.